Welcome back to the end of Genesis. I am still your evening radio host. And uh, <laughs> today we'll be talking about um, the Tower of Babel, Genesis uh, 11, 1 through 9. Um, and Terry, will you read that for us this morning? Mm-hmm. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come and let us build a city. Let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So this is funny. Let's build this thing so that we will not be scattered across the whole earth. <laughs> yeah. The Lord comes there. The Lord scattered them across the face of the whole earth. Yeah. yeah. Man's crazy. plans come to naught when mm-hmm. it's not God's plan. Doesn't it feel like that happens when you do your own plans? It's like, oh, oh I will do this. And it's like, bang, the opposite happens, mm-hmm. you know. But, but usually it's the plans where I don't have God included. I go, God, here's a good plan. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the ones that kind of look like that, end up looking like that. Because it, there's a level of this where it was like, come, let us make bricks, you know, and then they go, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. It's like, it could kind of look like you're reaching to God, but not really. Right. Not really. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the thing that cracks me up about this is the fact that, um, like, I don't feel like it was a well-planned out proposition because at first they're like hey let's make these bricks like who says hey let's make some bricks and see what we can come up with like usually (laughs) you say this is what we want to build what is the best method to get there and here they're like let's make some bricks oh yeah now we have these bricks let's make a tower like it feels very backward that's a good point well, the idea of them baking the bricks is, um, they, they called that when I was reading up on this, a great technological development for them to discover that baking bricks are durable as stone. So they had lots of mud. They were in Mesopotamia. They had mud, lots, of, lots of mud, but they did not have lots of stones, which would give it strength. So, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll bake them and they'll become hard as stones. But um, baking them is a bit of a, um, it's a cost. 
because they have to have fuel for the uh, kilns and all that. So they didn't make all of it out of baked bricks, but um, a lot of the outside for fortification and also where it needed to be waterproof. So um, that was pretty interesting to me that, I don't know what, suddenly it popped into their minds. Hey, let's <laughs> bake these things and see. Let's if get a little mud, make, make a mud pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, here's one thing when I hear that, hey, let's make bricks. They, one, it seems to me like there are a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. They have industrialized quite a bit right? Mm -hmm. To bake bricks like that is an industrial thing. Um, I was, I'm going to refer back to this quite a bit, a YouTube with Dr. Douglas Petrovich, P-E-T-R-O-V-I-C-H and Del Taggart, where it's like very clearly there were a lot of people, they were industrialized. And one of the things about that is they weren't trying to survive. They weren't trying necessarily to fortify. They weren't saying we have to, like in Nehemiah, we need to fortify this wall for security uh, sword in one hand and um for our very lives right yeah. no they're like hey let's make some bricks you know so there were a lot of people just kind of there was some idleness sitting around they had no threat from the outside i'm sure that the descendants were scattered i don't think this represented all of the descendants of noah that were in babel but i do think this represents quite a few Mm-hmm. a significant amount. And I think some of the idleness kind of had something to do with that. Not having to push forward or, you know, God had told them to, to scatter yeah. and, and go the through earth. the earth. Right. Yeah. And they were kind of like, oh, no, oh, oh, no, we're going to stay together. To. Yeah. At this point, there was one language. Mm-hmm. The same language of Noah, yeah. I think. And like you, point, yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, like you said in Nehemiah, it was to save their lives and protect themselves. But here, let's just do this so that we may make a name for ourselves. So we can, we can build ourselves up and, and kind of like, you know, Satan tempted them. You could be as God. You could be God. Higher and higher you go. And it's all just to um, promote themselves to a higher standard. Do you think that when they said, this will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world, that there was some understanding on their part that God expected them to go out and replenish the earth and that this was a rebellious thing? Um, They didn't want to be scattered. God said, go. And, and you're right. They were like, we don't want to go. Let's build us a town and be famous here. Yeah, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So this is, um, these are Ham's people again, right? These yeah. are the Babylonians. Yeah. These are the people uh, in the land of Canaan. And right here again, it is Ham and his uh, people that are, are doing, trying to build their lives without God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, oh, go ahead, Suzanne. I was just going to say it. Like it always bothered me um, when, when in verse seven it says, "Come, let us go down and confuse their language, so they'll not understand each other." Verse six says, uh, "If the 
when people speak in the same language have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. I kind of was always, kind of always felt like, um, well, that's just rude. Like <laughs> God's like, look how good they're doing. This, you know, I'm just going to go down and stir the pot a little bit and, mm-hmm. and we're not going to allow this anymore. But, um, like the more you study it, the more you realize that it's because of the fact that um, they were not striving to further the kingdom of God. They were striving to further the kingdom of man, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And so once you have that united, like we were talking yesterday about how um, that generational learning just goes down and that lineage passes down. So if you have a strong lineage of me, 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 and then you are all speaking the same language and not just the same language, but it says here a common speech. So it's not like you even have a different dialect or a different understanding of things like everything is on equal ground, right? There is no question about what we're saying and that we are united. So that it right there says we are all on the same page. We are all united. We have one common language, one common speech, and our goal is to further ourselves, period. And that's when God's like, uh-uh, nope, this is not happening because this is really, really bad. So, yeah, well, yeah I kind of saw it that way, like in the garden when God removed Adam and Eve. He did it out of mercy because he didn't want them to eat from the tree of life. And so I look at this too and I think, okay, he came down and scattered them out of mercy. Yeah. Because he mm-hmm. knew the end of, of all that self, all that autonomy would not be good. Right. I yeah. agree. So, yeah. And then he completes his purpose too, because in verse <laughs> eight, it says, The Lord scattered them from all over the earth and they stopped yeah. building their city. So now he's like, Okay, you didn't, I gave you the chance. And the other brothers, they scattered, right? We know that right. they went and populated the other areas, but these Hamites are just hanging out. And God's like, I gave you an option, I told you what to do. Mm-hmm. And you ignored me. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Well, imagine that happening. All of a sudden, you're 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 speaking. I'm going to say English, but you're speaking English to someone. All of a sudden, you start speaking German, and 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 people are looking at you like, "What are you saying?" And you're like, "I'm saying English." Like you're thinking English mm-hmm. is my guess, but all of a sudden, it's sounding different, and they respond back to you in French. And, and I'm making this very basic and very um, English-centric, but it's like, you know, of course there were different languages happening at the time. But can you imagine that? How confusing that really would have been. And terrifying. And right. frustrating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I right. can imagine, they're t- like you said, Rosemary, they're talking. This one's saying that, that one's saying that. And they're like, What? Yeah. Why can't you? And then I can see the irritation and anger growing and growing into rage. And yeah. I mean, then how do you answer that? Right? And you only speak French. <laughs> no. I only speak English, and I did not understand that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but then I think it just happened, and that's where the confusion starts. As you're trying to communicate with people, and you're realizing this doesn't make sense, of course you're going to gravitate to the people who understand your language. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course you're going to start coming in close to them because you're not understanding what happens. Mm-hmm. It's one thing we do as a, as a species, probably I bet you a lot of them do, 
I bet you a lot of them do actually. I'm thinking zebras and things like that. When there's a threat, when things are confusing, they come together. Mm-hmm. Zebras, it helps them look bigger to the lions, yeah. right? For us, it's like it brings us comfort. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people say these are our people or this is our tribe or this is, yeah. that's the thing that I'm sure started happening. And how confusing would that have been? I only like speak like this. At first I was thinking, how did that, how did God scatter them? after all of this and it's like might have been pretty easy because it's like I don't even know these people anymore I don't even know what's going on and they just kind of picked up and moved and went to places do you the, think you had any understanding that God was a part of that well yeah God was a because part of confusing the language He's, I mean, verse seven says, come, let us go down and confuse their language. Mm-hmm. Like I always imagine that was like, God's like, Hey oh. guys, I'm here. Yeah. We're not having this anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe some of that scattering was um, a reaction to that, mm-hmm. a fear. I mean, it'd be pretty terrifying. You think you got it all together. You're building this great tower. You think you're going to be famous because of it. And now all of a sudden God comes down and says, "Mm, no more. You got to, we're going to change this. How terrifying would that be? Maybe they were trying to get away from God and away from that area. So what a few things that Dr. Uh, Douglas Petrovich talks about, he goes, this was in the city of Eridu. Um, E-R-I-D-U, and it, it was right before the, what they call the Uruk expansion. And what they know about the Uruk expansion is that it happened rapidly, which is like fits into this. And before this, they didn't have, um, so as they went out, it was segregated living. It's the first time they see segregated living, like you guys live in your tent, I will live in my tent, you know, different people's grouped according to their language, which we see even today. Mm-hmm. People will come in and um, new immigrants certainly will group together with people of their own language and their own cultures. And mm-hmm. so, but this is where we first see it in uh, according to archaeology with that. And then it happened very fast. And before this time, there's the prehistoric time is the, um, not prehistoric. I don't remember what he called it, but all of a sudden, at this point, written language comes out. Language all, all over. Before it, it wasn't even, um, there was no need to write things down because everybody understood what it was. Mm-hmm. Right? It, there was no need for that. All of a sudden, bang, language comes on the earth. Why? Why all of a sudden? That is if, very interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. before, oral history was fine. You had people living, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years before the flood. So they didn't have any trouble passing down history because people were still alive who had been a part of that history. But now they don't, you know, people aren't living as long and now we have different languages. So now we, there's a greater need, I think, um, to start writing stuff down. Yeah. And to communicate. Yep. There you have it. Yeah. As I, yeah, as I look at this, um, 
So these these nations, they all went out they in, in different places. And this was kind of picked up in the last one that were really descended from, okay, from Adam all the way to Noah, through Noah, through the three sons. And this starts accounting for all the variation. Depending on where they're going in the earth, uh, people might have darker skin or lighter skin or different types of adaptations, which most creationists believe in the microevolution, meaning that we will have adaptations to our bodies according to where we end up living or what we need. Um, so I think a lot of that started happening. Um, um, Ken Ham, one of the things that he talks about in one of those videos is that, <clears throat> excuse me, there's only one race. Yeah. That is the human race. Really? There's only one color. And that's brown. I mean, he held yeah. up a paper and he said, I'm, am I white? No, I'm not white. If I was white, you'd think something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. We're all different shades of brown. Yeah. And depending on you know, those, uh, I don't, A-A-B-B, you know, melatonin. Mm-hmm. Mel- yeah. What is it? Melon- melanin. Melanin. I melanin. Think. Melanin. melanin. Okay, yeah. It's so um, hard with melatonin. All I know. To sleep I with know. That. Right? <laughs> it was so tricky. <laughs> yes. It's just that, you know, um, darker brown has more of it, lighter brown has less of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's, so but it's I the really same skin. I appreciated that. And I appreciated yeah. the, the explanation, the scientific mm-hmm. explanation about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, so. you talked about Darwin's theory, you know, that certain. You know, he does kind of categorize as race, and some races are further along the evolutionary chain than others. And so that means that some races are more developed than other races. Well, that's such a racist thing. And mm-hmm. why don't we, when I, when I heard that, I thought, oh, my goodness, why aren't people, wouldn't you much rather believe that we are all one human race? I mean, doesn't that satisfy our desire to be equal and to be one? Versus, oh, I'm further along on the evolutionary scale than you are. I mean, that in and of itself is totally offensive. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, Angie, or you guys, when it's like this sounds like Tower of Babel stuff. When we start promoting ourselves over other people, mm-hmm. and it could be with race, skin tone, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't even matter. It's wrong. It's wrong. And it's not of God. God doesn't want that. And so I, to me, as I'm sitting with all this, I'm like, how do I engage in the Tower of Babel? How do I start um, trying to make a name for myself as opposed to do what God says and honor him? That's something I think we all need to really pay attention to and just continually asking ourselves, how am I trying to make myself famous and build a name for myself? And not when God wants us to. I, I think God... Fame is fine for people. That's not a problem. But where's, again, we're back to James. How do we keep going back to the book of James? Other than the fact that I keep bringing it up. Where is your heart? (laughs) That's probably how we get back to it. But it's like, where is your heart? I don't think God has a problem with fame. But I think he has a problem with us putting ourselves about other people and not having that focus on him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing of idol worship. We can make an idol out of ourselves right. and be our own God. And God said, you can't have any other gods but me. I'm God. And so anytime we are promoting ourselves or trying to be autonomous, trying to be the God of our own life, 
then it's a problem because it's completely the opposite of what God intends mm-hmm. and what he desires. I kind of, I want to bring it back to one point too that I didn't like pop in. These towers, we think they look like these big, long tower, leaning tower of pieces in general. They are called ziggurats and they look more like a wedding cake. They have mm-hmm. these platforms. The other thing that happened is you start looking around at cultures there are forms of these, the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the temples in the east, yes. in the far east. All of a sudden, all over, all the, over world. the world, the ziggurat started yeah. um, Think happening. of the pyramids in Mexico. Yes. They're all built. The, the Aztecs, Incas, the Incas, Aztec. yeah. The Mayan temples, yeah. They all have a similar, similar form of this. Yeah. Now, could it have been the Tower of Babel or aliens? <laughs> wait we know wait i'm sorry <laughs> because we're because we're in a bible study we're gonna choose god <laughs> okay there could be other reasons for choosing god too. <laughs> I was say, I think not just because we're in a bible study well, yeah. on that, that note Mary, will you pray for us please I, if i can <laughs> I, if i can i don't know <laughs> Uh, Lord, we're so thankful for um, the fact that you gave us um, a sense of humor, and that must mean that you have a sense of humor. So, Father, I hope and pray that you are enjoying your time with us as we are enjoying our time with you. Lord, we just pray that we will um, not be like Ham and his people, that we will not try to build our lives without you, but that we will build the foundation um, of our lives on you, that we will change the trajectory of our lives if they had started out wrong. And we're so thankful, Lord, that you have done that in um, in our lives already. Father, I just pray that we would not be self-promoting people, but that we would promote you, that we would have um, God and Jesus and spirit-centered lives, Father, always looking to what you have your direction. And when we hear your directions, like these people heard that they would scatter out and fill the earth and they didn't want to, they wanted to do their own thing. So Father, I pray that we will listen hard for the directions that you have for us, and then we'll follow them exactly as you have planned for us. Lord, help us to um, be openly um promoting you within our families, that our family lineage will lead from us and to the next generation, always pointing up to you. And we thank you for this time that we've had together, Lord, and for your word that um, reminds us of, of, of all these things. And we pray that our we keep our hearts turned to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs>